All right, a little Chazara now on emails. How's everybody doing? Good morning, everybody. Nothing a little bit of sleep wouldn't cure. <laughs> All right. Rabbi Sai, today is the 19th day in the Oimer. Today happens to be... Which one? Oh, Zoom. I see, yeah. Thank you. How about that? Okay, better. Everybody go on mute. Mute everybody, please. It's too much noise. Where's our, where's the main guy? Where's Gary, the muter? All right, today is my... superhero, Gary the muter. Nobody, we don't have any admin here. All right, so everybody, please. Oed Saba, everybody. Dr. Epstein, everybody, please, please mute if possible. Uh, Victor, you're not muted. Everybody, everybody has to mute. We got 75 guys online. We can't have people like by mistake schmoozing. David Feinberg. We got to mute. We got to mute. Sorry, everybody. All right, thank you. I know. I don't know where somebody call Gary and see what's going on. How come there's no host today? Anyway, no. Uh, I am somewhat of a host. What should I do? You're not a host, Ellie. That's the problem. I could. Yeah, I could. I have some sort yeah, of. Everyone host, everyone yeah, but new people are gonna come on. How do I do that? Unmute yourself. I'm not muted. Okay, I don't know. If the new guys come on, we're going to have a problem. Okay. Thank you. Oat Saba is still not muted. I don't know why. And I hear noises. Rafi, Rafi, you're not muted. What's going on with Gary? How, maybe, maybe I should try to mute it. Where do I try? I think I might be able to mute. I can't make anybody a co-host. No, but it's already too late. Somebody just call call Gary. Somebody call Gary. I don't know what whatever. Anyway, let's go. Today is my mother's yard site. Rus Bas Remordchai is a chroinal of Racha. Um the re- she was nifter when she was only 49 years old, 19 years ago. And uh She's a big reason why I am here today. Now, well, obviously, physically, she brought me to this world, but she taught me about sacrificing for Torah. She never allowed my father to have a job when it comes to Torah. She didn't allow him to be in a koilo, to be a Rebbe. To take, he was a Rebbe in Charyashev, but he never took a salary, never took a penny for learning. She insisted that she's going to earn a living, and we lived in great poverty, but she taught me that lesson. So her neshama should have an aliyah. In memory of Lazar ben Yaina, which is um, Hill Kamiansky's grandfather-in-law. So that's two, but wait a minute, we have more. I'm going to whip out Tomer's second board today. Ali, Gary's coming down, I'll be doing too much. 
In honor of my son Joseph, give him the code, please, so he can get in. In honor, well, yeah. In honor of my son Joseph Dimbert. So this is from David, our good friend David from Highland Park, Illinois. The guy that makes coffee as a coffee business. He came to visit us. Listen to this. In honor of his son Joseph Dimbert, who just made a seal on Masechtas Gitin, and in honor of his outstanding chevra yeshivas Birkas Mordechai. I just spoke about Birkas Mordechai without knowing that his son goes there. That's that yeshiva. That's maspic. It's an unbelievable yeshiva. They do siyumim all the time. He finished the Masechta. Beautiful. In honor of fallen soldier, Yara, Yaron ben Hanan Rogev. His neshama should have an aliyah. The famous Roshlom Zaman Orbach said, you can go to Har Herzl and get all the brachas from those G'dayshim for Yom Hazikaron, which is today. So I'm going to hang this over here. Thank you, Tomer, for the second board. We finally pulled it out of... All right. And now... By the way, yesterday I read an email from Yossi Sounders, and I forgot to mention, he wrote a nice article and the whole thing, and he said he wanted to give us free advertising, and it wasn't nice of... From, nobody pointed this out. He didn't call me, or nobody, no one pointed this out. I realized after this year, I forgot to mention what his newspaper is. It's thejewishweekly.com. Yesterday, in the middle of Shir, one of our Chashva, Avi Kamiansky guys, he put on a video of two semi-dressed uh, guys that looked like they weren't really Jewish, and uh, they were singing uh, Reb Shaila, Reb Shaila. So I'm sure that people had some tainus or whatever. I just want to read you, and there's always two sides of the thing. Hi, Rebelli. I encourage the boy that if he listens today to the Dav, then he'll have a funny, funny thing to watch. He cannot be bothered to learn today, but because of this cra- crazy Reb Shaya swim song side, he learned the Dav with much gratitude. This is a guy from Butter Park writing. I think that you won the Guinness record that Dafayomi Magachir brought the most smiles to his listeners. You made me laugh with this Reb Shai song. Fantastic. Thank you for the uplifting Shiurim Reb Velvel from Boda Park. That's one. There's another guy from Brooklyn. Not going to read the whole thing. Dear Aveli, please keep my name private. In late December, there's a huge pump in every community that started Dafayomi. I noticed the advertising name in the Daf. I was curious how you could review the whole daf in eight minutes. I started with the local daf Yoyim Shir. Now I'm learning daf Yoyim with Mishir, reviewing with Reb Eli eight minutes. In your daf class, you never know what someone will say or show in reference to Reb Shaya's song in the pool. So basically he had a story that he had a lot of mice in his, in his, in his business. And he went to the store to Mekor Judaica, the guy's a holy yid. And he, look, he walks over and he says, do you have a picture of the mouse, Rebbe? So he noticed that the guy was pained by his question. The owner said he's a tzaddik. His name is Rishayla of Kristir. Before you place the picture, give tzedakah and say some tehillim in his chos. The kids are, he did it, and there are no mice to be found. Best regards and a big hakar satay for all your hard work. Not going to read his name. And finally, and I'm not going to read David Dimbert's email that I owe, I have to read one of these days, but because he's a sponsor, I don't want to... Th- people to think that because he's a sponsor, I'm reading his email. We'll read it a different day. Dear Rebelli, this is from Ari Blum. I was very skeptical about learning Daf Yoimi, but when COVID-19 put all other options on hold, I decided to try it again. So we got a customer because of COVID. I began Daf Yoimi after Pesach and discovered your amazing share on Torah anytime. Since then, it's become a highlight of my day. I wish I could join live, but I'm three hours behind you. I guess he means on Zoom. 
not live live, behind you and I'm not ready for a 5.15 wake up yet. Although all the Manchester Chavra and all those other guys, Yeshukayach, and I look forward to meeting you in person one day, Mirza Hashem, Kol Tov, and Aslacharabo, Ari Bloom, London. Shkachrab Ari. All right, so now we could start our Torah. Rabbi Isai, Riddle. Which famous Jewish uh, superstar in, in history, a male, and uh, I know Nachman Seltz is going to jump at this one, nursed, nursed a child, was able to nurse a child, a man. Oh, oh, Nachman knows, Nachman knows. I knew Nachman knew the answer. Somebody could, oh, could I, I could unmute you. Hold on, I think I could unmute Nachman. How could I unmute? You're unmuted, Nachman, go. Oh, 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 okay, that's today's daf. I'm talking about a famous person, a famous person. Okay, I'm putting you, oh, you're back on mute. A famous person, fine. So that's, that's today's shir. By the way, we're going to have some of the most fascinating stories in all of Shas today. Says the Mishnah. We're holding the Afnun Beis, Omud Beis by the Mishnah. Chamor Yoytzei Bimardas. So we're talking about carrying on Shabbos, what an animal could carry, what he can't carry. Hi Eli Kamiansky, a chamar yoytze b'mardas b'zman shikshura boy. Okay, so here's a mardas. This is not a donkey, this is more of a horse. A mardas is this saddle cloth, the wider cloth that protects the animal from the saddle. On top of that, you can see the saddle. We're going to be discussing both of these today, at great length. Merdas, Merdas, the saddlecloth. If it's tied to the donkey, then there's no problem, it's going to fall off, and if it falls off, what's the problem? I might have forgotten, I think, I didn't go through the shear, but I, right after shear, I, I kind of realized, and I think I made a mistake by not mentioning. Where was it? Uh, it was in the beginning of the shear, yeah, by the, by the goat that we're, that's wearing an officer, and Rashi points out there, and that's, that's one of the big concerns, that if something falls off a goat, the officer, or in this case, if the merdas falls onto the ground, what's going to happen? What's going to happen is that you're going to pick it up and carry it. You, the human being, is going to carry it. That's problem number one. There's other problems. That's a masui. It's a load for the animal. That's another problem. Different problems in different cases. By the way, this is the first time in 18 years that I am drinking on my mother's yard side. I did not accept to fast on her yard side. Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky advised me to not fast on the first year so that it doesn't become a nether. And they just fast honor of your parent. There's some that do that. So I've done that. But I figured, I mean, I don't, and I'm not, I don't have enough liquids in my body. Then I'm not going to be able to learn well. I'm not going to be able to prepare. I'm not, the shear is not going to be good. So I decided I'm going to break it. So I broke it. Anyway. So if it's tied, then it's okay. There's no concern that it's going to fall off the chamar. But we have to discuss, what's this mardas? What, what does it achieve? What does it help the animal? We said it has to help. If you can control the animal, you, why is she wearing this mardas? 
We have a lot of pictures in the, in the beginning because it's a Mishnah, so we have a lot of Yoni. This is from Yoni. This is Mardas. I like my Mardas better. But this is Levuvim. Levuvim is basically, as we're going to see in the Gemara, it protects its Zachros. So it doesn't mate with other animals. That's Levuvim. Recheilois, Yoitzois, Shechuzois, Kevulois, Uchvunois. Okay? More Yoni. We're going to see today, at least this one, Shechuzois, is the tail is lifted upwards and tied. And that's the opposite of what we said before. This is to encourage mating. This, we'll see different ways of tying the animal. Shechuzois. Okay? Here's the, here's the tail one, right over here. Okay. So, they could go out like that. It's not considered a masoy, it's not a load. Ha'izim yoitzois tzrurois. Tzrurois. Again, another beautiful yoni picture. This is tying something to the udders. This is to prevent milk from coming out. And this is to catch the milk. Okay, there's two ways to do this. As we're going to see in the Gemara, if you tie to prevent milk from coming out, that's a stronger, much tighter fit. Less of a concern that's going to fall out. Also, we're going to see in the Gemara that if you tie the udders, that's more for refuah. That helps the animal to heal because if nursing, we know, it takes a big toll on the body. Whereas the catch your milk is a masui, more. It's more of a masui. You're trying to catch something. You just have a dish. For what reason? You're carrying on Shabbos. It's not helping the animal. It's helping you, maybe. Rabbi Yossi, Oyser Kulon. Rabbi Yossi, and we're going to see this later on in the Gemara as well, Rabbi Yossi says, no, there's no such thing as tying the udders. It's either way, it's all aser, or the shchuzois, kvulois, all these things are all aser, chutz menarachelim hakvunois. So let's go back to kvunois. This is mutter, and we're going to see in the Gemara tomorrow, kvunois. This is the only way you're allowed to do it, you're allowed to tie it this way, but all the other ways is aser. Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, Izim Yoitzim Tzruis Liyabesh, Avaloi Lechalev. So Rabbi Yehuda makes a distinction. Depends. This one is okay, as I explained a little bit, and this one is Osir. This is more of a. So Rashi over here says a different reason than he says on Namud Beis. He says over here that it's tied tightly, we're not concerned that it's going to fall off, and you're not going to carry it. On Namud Beis, he talks more about a Masui. That it's a burden for the animal. Says the Gemara Shmuel, this saddle cloth, the mardas, going back. So now we're going to talk a lot about this mardas. This cloth, now I'll just cheat a little bit and I'll tell you that this cloth, since it's so wide and big, it provides a lot of warmth to a mule, to, to a donkey. Donkey, as the Gemara says, and it's a famous saying, they say it a lot in Hebrew, what are you, a donkey? A donkey is always cold, freezing cold, even in the middle of the summer he's cold. So it provides a lot of warmth for the donkey. They don't call, they don't call people in Israel a donkey because they're cold. <laughs> okay, no, you, I wasn't talking about people. Sometimes, I was, it was just to him, but sometimes like when your wife tells you, hey, 
she needs the air conditioner. The middle of the winter, or turn on the heat, the middle of the summer, so you throw this line out. That's, that's what I was referring to. But I wanted to be nice. To my, I'm not allowed to make fun of my wife. So, oh my gosh. Noam is giving me these wide eyes. <laughs> I'm guilty of using this. She had no idea what I would just say. I said, sure, honey, I'll turn on and I just turn on the air conditioner. Whatever. It's just, it's just a line that I like to throw out. So you're allowed to use this merdas. You're allowed to use, you're allowed to put this cloth on the donkey if you did this on Friday. Why? So there's at least four reasons in the Rishonim here. There's a whole a little bit of a taisvis. Rashi seems to say that if you, I see I'm cut off here. If you do this before Shabbos, he's showing you want to use it as a begot for the animal. If you're just putting it on Shabbos, what, what, all of a sudden now the donkey became cold? That's a problem. Taisus says other things, perhaps some Rishonim say, when you're tying it on Shabbos, you're going to be leaning on the animal, you're not, allowed, you're not allowed to lean on the animal, you're not allowed to use the animal on Shabbos. Different reasons. Our Mishnah, not our Mishnah, Mishnah, but I, I didn't look it up. But there's a Mishnah on Dafnundalim Beis. It might be the same Mishnah. I don't know. I have to look in the Mishnahis. Sometimes they chop it up. But anyway, it's a continuation of our Mishnah that says the reverse of our Mishnah. Chamar could go out with a Merdas. And then in that Mishnah it says, Eina Chamar When? Bizman She'eina Kshur Eloi. What's the big Chiddush? If it's not tied, Eichidami Ilim She'eina Kshur Klal. If it's not tied, Pshita. That's the whole problem in Sech the Shabbos. You can't put something on an animal that's going to fall off and you might come to pick it up like a nafsar and everything else. Obviously, it's talking about that it wasn't tied from before Shabbos. That is the problem. You didn't tie before Shabbos, now it's tied. Okay, but if the reverse of that case, that it wasn't tied before Shabbos, now it's tied, our case is also that it was tied on Shabbos, before Shabbos and that's why you're allowed to go out with it on Shabbos. our It's obvious from the Mishnayis that we're talking about a situation where you tied it before Shabbos. Obviously, if you tie it on Shabbos, you did it in a way that you're allowed to tie on Shabbos, because tying itself is a problem. But you did something like we tie our shoes, whatever, you did some sort of knot. But that's not the case. The case is that I tied it before Shabbos, and that's why I'm allowed to go out with it on Shabbos, because otherwise... You're creating other issues, like we mentioned before. You're not allowed to lean on your animal, whatever the problem is. Okay, it says The saddle that goes on top of the merdas. That I cannot do. I cannot put it on. So the Mishnah Buru just points out that a ukov, a saddle, it's too small to provide heat. It, it provides some heat, but not enough so that they can have an excuse to put it on and let him go out with it, even though you did so Erev Shabbos. So saddle is worse than Shabbos. You just have to remember this line because it seems that Rav, who's an Amaira, argues on this. So, so Rashi answers, well, Rav is a Tana, so you could argue on it. The, 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 the Bryce says you cannot put a saddle on, even on Erev Shabbos. 
you're permitted. Look, it provides some sort of heat source. It's good for the donkey. So you let a, you let, you're allowed to let him out on Shabbos with a saddle. So, another picture, not from Yoni. This is from Pirushchai. But this is the Masrechon right over here. And basically, this helps that when the animal goes uphill, nothing falls off the animal because this is catching this way. And this one is the reverse. It's going downhill. So this guy in the tail prevents all the, whatever the, the donkey is carrying from slipping off. Okay, so that's more of a, uvdu the chal. You know, you're not allowed to have your animal carry boxes and a burden. So therefore, that's why it's usur because it looks as if you want to start carrying, you want to start moving stuff. Usur. Question. Now, we just said you're not allowed to put a mardas if it's not tied before Shabbos. Okay, we agree to that. But can you warm up your animal in your own house? Forget about going out into Rosh Hashanah. We were talking about Rosh Hashanah doing a Hitzah, not a Hitzah. Is it considered a malacha for me? Am I working extra hard by covering my animal with a blanket, with a merdas? It's allowed. What's the difference between this and a saddle? You're not allowed to put a saddle on on Shabbos, but you're allowed to put a merdas, ishtik. Why was he quiet? So the Gemara understands now that he was quiet because... He argues with him in his head. He said, what are you talking about? You're allowed to put a saddle on. A saddle is okay. Who told you? asked me a kasha on a merdas from a saddle. No, a saddle, you're allowed to put a saddle on Shabbos. So therefore, he turns around and gets him with a question. Eisvei, whoa, whoa, you're quiet because you believe that you're allowed to put a saddle on an animal on Shabbos. Eisvei. If there's already a saddle on the donkey, you're not allowed to carry it. So if you want to take it off the animal, you're not allowed to move it, you're not allowed to touch it. So what do you do? You make it go back and forth, back and forth, until it shakes itself off. So you ask the cash, If I can't take it off physically, I can only do some sort of trick and make it fall off, so certainly I'm not allowed to put on a saddle on Shabbos. I can't even take off a saddle on Shabbos. So certainly I can't put it on. So what are you telling me? Why are you shaisik? Why are you not answering me? He holds like his own Rebbe. He holds like Rav. What's a Traskel? This is a Traskel. It's very convenient. You fill this up with food. And then your horse doesn't even have to bend down, just eats. Okay, they have nicer, bigger bags, but they cost money to print, so I got this one. Yeah, yeah like this, this probably uh, is, is good enough for like uh, 35 seconds for a horse. But whatever, you have a giant bag tied to its neck, the horse could travel, and as he's traveling, he, he gnashes. That's a trascal. Now, 
Again, this is in the Chatzor. We're not talking about Rishos Ravin. We're talking about, are you allowed to, are you permitted? Is it considered, look, you're, you're dealing with your animal, you're, you're tying stuff to it, you're allowed to do that in Shabbos? Is it considered a Malacha? It says here, according to Rav, you're allowed to. The Kavachaymer, Limer Das. Why? What's the Kavachaymer? Oh, so now we're going to get into the difference between pleasure and and to prevent aggravation. How do you say tsar? Um, tsar, um, what's a good word? Uh, pain, whatever. Okay, you get the idea. So there's a difference between preventing pain, the animal is so cold, it's, it's shaking from cold, and discomfort, thank you, discomfort, I like that. Discomfort is the right word. Are we worried about yeah, I mean, it goes back and forth. The Gemara is jumping. It depends on the case. In this particular case, it would be Tircha, yeah. Performing a malacha, unnecessary malacha on Shabbos. Then you have the issue of Masui. Some explain that Masui is a burden on the animal. Some explain later on in Amit Beis that it's referring to, like you said, a malachi Yisera, like working on Shabbos. You, know, you shouldn't be working. You should be resting. Shabbos is for rest, not to deal with your animals. However, you see that for Tainog, just for the animal's pleasure, to give a nice snack so it's easy for him, it doesn't have to bend down, it's hard on his knees, it's Tainog. It's Shari, Hachem, Shum, Tsar, Le Koshkin. But we see here either way that you could touch the animal, so there's no problem with you touching Mondo. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see that. Where do you see that you're touching the animal? You're wrapping stuff on it. You're putting stuff on it. Yeah, so where do you see touching the animal? Where did, where did it say they were touching the animal? It said you throw a blanket on its back and you put this basket on its, on its face. I don't see that you're touching it. I don't think there's a riot from here. You, yeah, the Gemara should say, and please be careful, don't touch the animal. Everybody knows it's Mokta. Animals are Mokta. I mean, it's a Mufurish Shulchanarach. It's not, you don't need to say that. No, We're going to see no, later. No, I mean, no, there's no, a Gemara no, about no, it. It's no, not no, the no, Mishaburah. No, he's asking, according to those you've shown him that you said that the issue was maybe they have to lean on it, then it would be no difference if you're Mishra Sarabi. Ah, okay, I hear. But you have to know what what, what kind of thing it is. Throwing your... I hear, okay. Coming to lean on it, you shouldn't come close to your animal at all. You shouldn't do anything with your animal. I hear. Dimishum Tzar Leikolchkin. Shmuel Omar Merdaz Mutter. Traskal Asr. So, the bottom line is, we have Rav and Shmuel both say a Merdaz. The, the cover, the larger cover is Mutter. But they argue in Traskel. This, uh, this basket that goes on his head, is this mutter or Rav says it's mutter, Shmuel says it's Asr. Asr Abkhir by Yosef, Amar Lishmaita Kamei, the Rav, Kamei the Shmuel. He goes ahead and he tells Shmuel, you know, Rav said that the Traskel is mutter. Amar Lehi, Hocha Amar Abba, he used a, a nice term, Abba. Leyada Bimila, the Shabbos of Aliklum. If that's what Rav says, he doesn't know Hilcha Shabbos. He's Amar, it's in Hilcha Shabbos. Rav. Can you imagine? This is what Shmuel said about Rav. He said in the name of Rav Okay, so now we have three shitas that say you're allowed to put, and pretty much everybody holds like this, you're allowed to put a mardas, you're allowed to put this saddle cloth on an animal. Even Rabbi Yechanan says so. Beautiful, and this is what our Yoich said in Bavel. 
Ariach says Taisus Lashon Ariach. There was one of the kings Ariach, but it, it has the name Ari in it. He's the lion in Bavel. Ariach Manu Shmuel. Shmuel says the same thing. You're allowed to put a Merdas. Oh, Rav Nami Amar, but there's no Machlekes in Merdas. Everybody agrees you're allowed to put a saddlecloth. Ella Shamei Davim Masayim Beve in Toilim Traskel B'Shavos. It's going on the second part. Yeah, Tras Merdas. Everybody holds you're allowed to put a cloth. What about a trasco, a basket with fruit in it? On that, Shmuel said it's Aser, and on that he said, Rav argues, he says it's Mutter, Shmuel says it's Aser, beautiful. But it seems like Rav, Shmuel, Rabbi Yechnon, Why is a saddle, Aser, and a Mardas, Mutter, so over here the Gemara says one shot because I could, there's a way for me to do it without touching it. If I don't have to touch it, I'm going to make my animal go back and forth and it's going to fall off. It would seem though that since I cannot make a saddle go on by itself, perhaps they all hold that a saddle is mutter to put on, according to this. Omar das is to, to heat up the animal. And to take off a saddle, he's not even addressing to put on a saddle. He's saying to take off a saddle is even different. To put on, okay, of course it's usher. I hold it's usher to put on a saddle. But to take off a saddle would be usher as well. Why? L'chamema is l'tzara. L'tzanino less l'tzara. So he says, listen, if there's a tremendous discomfort for the animal, it's my obligation to help my animal get out of its discomfort. But I, I'm not I'm to go give it pleasures. To cool it off is a pleasure. It doesn't need it. So here's the distinction between pleasure and discomfort. Don't use this on your wife. Chamara, a donkey. Even in the mid of summer. There's always law, it says over here. I don't know. Um, I didn't notice that before. Law. She is always. Cold. Oh, but on the side it says, "Okay." In those days, they used to deck up their cars, you know, like spinners. Today, yeah, in America, they have the spinners, the the magnesium alloy. Uh, what are they called? You know what I'm talking about. In those days, they would put. A tale of a fox. But it was more for Ayn Hara. You believe it? Like people in those days were jealous of that guy's cow. Uh, we're going to make fun of people that were jealous. Like when we have our personal drones, our $2 million drones that take off from uh, our porches and fly to the Merkaz, we're going to not understand why people were jealous of a Toyota Camry. Yeah, when I moved there, I had a Toyota Camry. And uh, NS came over to me and he said, what are you, what are you crazy? What are you driving such a fancy car? And it was a 2007. It's like, how could you drive such a nice car in this neighborhood? Like, in America, every shite that drives, every guy in Koilo drives a Camry. Whatever. So, no, there's a certain jealousy. If you have a nice Lexus or whatever, people, oh, look. In those days, you had a nice horse. Oh, look, you see that guy. Halavai should have such a nice horse. So they put a, a tail of a, of a fox. So this shouldn't be Ayn Hara. It's like a glorified Ayn Hara band. You know, those red bands. 
Again, that's the the Ein Hara band. Azov would wear some sort of diaper, like a pouch, to catch a ziva, to see if he has two emissions, three emissions, does he have to bring a carbon after three? Is he Azov Gomer after two? He has to see what's going on. The, the pouch under udders, and a cow should not walk out with the muzzle in its mouth. And this is important to what we need. And, and the young horses should not go out with the traskel and shibipiyam l'shusa rabbin. Traskel is this basket. So a horse is not allowed to go out with this guy. What are we trying to prove here? We're trying to prove whether or not for pleasure, you let a, you let a, is the animal allowed to carry for pleasure versus discomfort? And an animal is not allowed to go out with some shoes. Over here, Rashi says, because the shoe might fall off. Now a horseshoe is different, the Mishnah brings down, because it's, it's, uh, it's very strong, it's with nails and everything. We're talking about a, a regular shoe. A shoe fitted onto an animal, it might fall off, it falls off easy, it doesn't have like we have a foot, you know, it's straight, it could fall off, and Shemo Yitaltel. The rest of the things are more of a masu, it's a burden. You can't put like a amulet, like with names, Shem Hashem, different stuff to, to, to save your animal. I guess they were so into it, they, they put kameas on animals. It seems like this line goes on the last words. You're not allowed to put a kamea, and this is more stringent on an animal than a person, but the Gemara says no, in fact it's going on the line before on a sandal. We're going to see that inside. He could go with a little band-aid that he has on a wound. Let's say he has a broken foot, they put a splint, that he's allowed to go out with. That's important for the animal. The animal can't survive without it. It's like, it's a lavush. That's gross, a placenta that's hanging out. So we're going to see something that they would bring to the market to show that the animal, they're trying to sell the animal. And to ring a bell on Shabbos is Osir. What they would do is they would stuff up the bell. Yoni has a picture, didn't have time to, uh, it wasn't really worth it for this, but everybody gets the idea. You stuff it with some sort of cotton and it stops ringing. And therefore you could walk around with it in your own rishos. The bottom line is, You're not allowed to walk with a horse with a trascal into rishos it seems like you're allowed to walk with a trascal. Why would you give a horse a trascal? Because you want to make it easier on him. Says Rashi, just the way these animals are, it's very difficult for a young horse to bend down and eat. So it's not a, it's not a question of pleasure. This is already discomfort. It's very hard for him to eat. They have very... Very long feet and very short necks, these horses, the young ones. And therefore, it's more of a discomfort. It's like, it's like putting a blanket on a donkey when he's cold. Let's turn the page. A Why does a person put an emulet on his animal? It's not for pleasure. It's for discomfort. Because this animal is suffering from some sort of ailment. So he puts a kamea. So that's the same thing. Omar Mar. We learned even a Kamea Mumcha. What does Mumcha mean? There's a whole sugi about Kameas later on. 
But one, one is that it was used three times. It's a, it's a professional Kamea. It healed three people, three animals. It seems like if it's a Kamea of a Mumcha, it is good. It says the Gemara, No, it's not a Mumcha one. It says, first, it is a Mumcha. So you didn't understand what I want. You can't take an amulet, a kamea that worked on a human being, and it does wonders and it heals everything, it heals whatever, corona, and then take it and put it on an animal that has a stomachache. It doesn't work. Is there such a thing? It doesn't work for an animal if it does work for a human? In Adam the Isle, Mazola, Misayele, Mazola, Misayele. Rashi says something very interesting. Mazale, Maloch Shaloi, Umeilitz Olav. Every human being has a personal Maloch that helps him out, runs around in Shemayim for him, tries to get him in, protects you. Look, my guy is such a great guy. Every person has his dedicated Maloch. Humans have it. So, what an emulet will work on Corona for a human being, not necessarily work on Corona on an animal. By the way, they said, right, tigers, cats, they, they, they got Corona. It's not so posh. Maybe Mando has Corona. Who knows? They let him out. They don't do social distancing. He doesn't wear a mask. I don't know. I'll call upon him. One thing has nothing to do with the other. It could work on humans and doesn't work on animals. So then what? Why does it say this is more chomer by an animal than a person? A human being could wear a shoe and an animal can't wear a shoe and that's the chomerah that an animal has over a person, referring to shoes. Tashma. Again, going back, could I do something for the pleasure of the animal? I can put some oil on a person and I could cut off his scab. That's already pleasure. I can't do it. My love, So the Gemara understands, no, it's not pleasure. It's because it's really hurting him. The scab is getting in the way, it's rubbing, whatever it's doing. So I cut it off. Now, both both Rav and Shmuel hold Shumtzar is mutter, right? So it makes a lot of sense. Says Gemara Loi, the Gomar Maka. First of all, you should know the wound healed. So now I have a scab, a leftover scab. I'm just doing it for pleasure, and Memela, it's Osir. The problem is, and this is where Rashi addresses the problem, but you could put it also on Omadal. The problem is that according to Rabbi Shmuel, you're not allowed to remove a scab from an animal because it's for pleasure. But we said that according to Rav, and Shmuel laughed at him and said, if you really hold that you're allowed to put a traskal on an animal on Shabbos, then you don't know Hilcha Shabbos. In other words, Rav holds, I'm allowed to put a basket with fruit on my animal for pleasure. And all of a sudden over here he says, so in other words, he holds, Rav is going to hold, that you're allowed to remove a scab on Shabbos for pleasure of the animal. There's no difference between a trascal and a scab. But the Bryce says, Mufush, not like him. Rav Tanahu Pali. So Rav lives right at the borderline of the Tanoim Anamarayim. So even though he's really considered Namaira, he has the power to argue on a Bryce. Toshma. Behemesha Chozadam, an animal that has a lot of blood. You don't put it inside a water source. In order to cool it down. A human is allowed to go into the water. 
Oh, we're not talking about tsar and are you allowed to do something for the pleasure of the animal? A whole different story. This is going to have a lot in the whole Masechta, the concept of Shechika Samimonim. You're not allowed to do medicine on Shabbos because you might come to grind the herbs for the medicine. Shechika Samimonim. So there's nothing to do. If you are putting an animal in a water source, what's the next thing you're going to do? You're going to start grinding leaves and other medicine for the animal. You're already doing medicine number one called dunking him in cold water. And then the next, the next step is you're going to take out your grinder and start making other medicine for him. So then a human being should also not be allowed to go into cold water for medicine. His wife is going to start making him real medicine. Well, since people are not going to think that he's doing it for medicine, so it's okay. The whole problem is people might think that he's doing it and they might come to Shechikisavimonim. Over here, people are going to think he's dunking himself in the water because he just wants to cool himself off. What if the animal also wants to cool himself off? Fine, there's no such thing. People don't put their animals in cold water just to cool them off. Now, so now we're going into a whole, a new idea. We saw something similar, like we had something similar, a person's, a relative that died is about to be burnt by a fire, we're more lenient, we know that a person might go crazy, he might be over diuresis, here's something similar. Ar chachamim, do they impose their gzeras when you might have a monetary loss? Like in our case, your animal is suffering, it has a disease, it might drop dead if you don't give it medicine. Do they come along and say, oh, you're not allowed to give medicine because you might come to grind. That's, is that fair? Do Chacham do that or not? You have to stick this in because that's the problem with this Gemara. We know the concept of Tchum. You have 2,000 Amas. You're not allowed to go past 2,000 Amas. Your animal also has this problem. Once your animal goes out of the Tchum, you cannot move it more. It only has four arms to go. It can't come into your into the tchum. But you're allowed to call it. Now, Shechacham should make a Don't call it. Because if you call it, the next step is, you're going to grab it by its leash and pull it to you. But on the other hand, you see that they don't care. Why? Because you might lose your $10,000 animal. They don't want you to lose money. So the Gemara asks a question from tchum, to our sugya of Shechikas HaMon, how come when it comes to making medicine, they're geyser? Amr Avinah, so all the Rishonim ask, look, Tchum is only the Rabbanan. Shechikas HaMonim is the Raisa. Maybe that's why they were geyser. Amr Avinah, Kegon Shayet Tchum Shalom, Muvla B'Toich Tchum Shalom. No, it's not the case. The case is, the animal was not out of your Tchum. It was within your Tchum. So what is the problem? The animal was out of the Tchum of its shepherd. Really, the shepherd creates a new Tchum. And that's the problem. But for you, the owner, you're allowed to pull it anyways. Even if you pulled it, you wouldn't be over because the animal is within your tchum. Says the Gemara, Rav Nachman Yitzchak Omar, no, he argues. Shechika samimonim gufa tanoi. In fact, it's a machloikah. Some say that you're allowed to do shechika samimonim, you're allowed to grind, give medicine to your animal on Shabbos. The Sanya behema shachal karshinim, it ate too much vetch. You shouldn't do some sort of refuah for it, medicine, because of Shrikas Hamanim. Comes Rabbi Shaya or Oishia, Matir, Rabbi Oishia, Matir, Dorish Rabbi Oishia. 
You're allowed to give medicine to your animal. There's no problem. Why? They explain. The whole problem is you're going to do medicine and then the pro- you're, you're going to get nervous. You're, you're worried. You're going to get sick. So you don't think. You're not thinking. But your animal, you don't care that much. So it's sick. No, you wait till Sunday. You go to the doctor. Then you go to the vet. You're not going to start being Michal Shabbos out of Bahala, out of craziness, out of nervousness. A goat could go out with a pouch. It depends. If you if it's tight, this pouch is tight, like in that picture, Yoni's picture. Where's that? Look how tight this is. If it's tight like that, it's not gonna fall off. It's not a problem. When it's not tight, it's loose, it might fall off. What you forgot, you, you killed all the Tanoim. Why do you have to tell me a nafkimina between Rav Yehuda in Rav Yehuda? We have Tanoim that discuss this. In our own Mishnah. What does it say in our Mishnah? That the goats go out any way they want. They could wear these pouches. So Rashi says this means it's Reb Meir. Sta Mishnah Reb Meir. Okay, so we have one Tana that says you're allowed to go out with a pouch. Reb Yosi So in our Mishnah alone, we have Tanaim. Why are you telling me in Afkimina it's tight, it's not tight? Say, the Brayse that says you're allowed to go out with a pouch, a goat is allowed to go out with a pouch, talking like Reb Meir. The one that says you're not, goes according to Reb Yosi in our own Mishnah. Reb and then we have a third sheet of Yudaimer, is it true as the Yabesh, it depends. If you're trying to dry up the milk, you're allowed to do it. If you're trying to catch the milk, it's also, over here Rashi says, a different reason, because of Masui. They go into it. Why does Rashi say two different reasons? In the, in the Mishnah Rashi says, because it might fall, you might carry it. Over here he says, Masui, it's a burden. You can go according to the third sheet. It's Rabbi Yehuda that makes a distinction. One Bryce is talking about One Bryce is talking about to dry up the others. That is permitted. That's a refuah. That's to help the animal. Here, you're not helping the animal. You're trying to catch milk. You're trying to be cheap and catch the couple drops that are going to drip out. That's awesome. They had large udders. So, this is not pleasure. This is, they shouldn't get scraped on the thorns or whatever. Here's the incredible story. Remember this, Maisa. Daf nun gimel amad beis. Shavs daf nun gimel amad beis. Tarabona Maisa beachot shemesa ishtoi. A person's wife was nifter. Venicha ben linoik. And she had a nursing child. And he didn't have money to pay for another woman to, to nurse the baby. It was a big thing. They didn't have formula in those days. So you'd hire a woman to nurse your baby. And he had a nace. He breastfed his own son. By the way, first time I learned this Gemara many years ago, I said, wow, it's one of those crazy things. But look at this. You see this? There is such a thing. Strange but true. Males can lactate. There is a, such a thing, you, you look it up, there are males that were able to nurse their babies. But, the Gemara says it's an amazing nace. He didn't, he didn't do anything, even today it's, it's a difficult process to do, but whatever. 
Now, here's what I was saying. Is Nachman still on? Look at this. Look at Taisi Yishadim. You're not going to believe this. Never saw this before. Taisi Yishadim says, Rish is Rabbah. He brought up, Mordechai brought up Adasah. Mordechai, Mordechai Tzadik nursed Esther physically, says the Taisis Yishanim. It was a nice. And he goes on to explain why it's different than our sugya. He had the money, he just couldn't find a woman to nurse. This guy didn't have money. That's why there's a distinction, says the Taisis Yishanim. Look how great this person is. So there's one way to look at it and say, look, made a nest. He made him nurse. There's another way to look at it. You can look at it in the reverse. This goes back to that point. When you make a moifas, a lot of people like to use it lightly. Oh, the Rebbe made this moifas, he made that moifas. We learned that to make moifsim takes away from your, from your sachar. And over here you see another thing. You're troubling HaKadosh Baruch Hu to change Maiseberashis. It's not normal for a, per, for a man to nurse. By you doing so, you, 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 you trouble HaKadosh Baruch Hu That's bad. You don't do that. Omer Av Yehuda, Boyerei Kama Koshim is the noise of Shaladam. Look at how, how hard Parnas is. Shunishtanu Olav Sidre Berashis. In other words, the Armaisim Baruch Hu saves human beings every single minute, every second. He does Maisim. But to make Parnasa, to make Yesh Ma'ayin, to make, to put, to, to, like Rashi says, to add wheat to your storehouse, that Baruch Hu typically doesn't do. Like, like the Navi, like, like she poured, she poured, uh, she filled up uh, oil, just kept on going. That's a huge Maisim that's brought down in the Navi as a one-time thing in Klai Yisrael. You make a Moivah, you can make from nothing, from a little oil, you make a lot of oil. And that's, that's different, that's to be Mishan, it's not something that we take lightly, we say every person can do it, and Bismaneinu, uh, this, this Baal did it, and this Baal it's not it's not like that. To be Mishan, is troubling HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's not something you do. Omer Avnachman, Teida, Dimitrachesh Niso, Look, everybody has mezoinus, but there's always nisim, a lot of nisim. But to create, it just reminds me about what Fisher was saying yesterday after Shir, about a golden dove, how the government in America suddenly started giving small businesses money, a lot of money. They pay, they give you, it's a loan, a 1% loan, but basically the Michael the loan. They could do, Akush Baruch Hu makes a nest like that. He'll give you a check from the American government. But he's not going to make a steak on your plate. He's not going to create a steak and put it on your plate. There's ways to do the nisim, but not to be in the Mishan of the Teva. Here's another incredible, incredible story. Everybody can take out their own lesson from this story. A person married a woman who didn't have an arm. He never realized that she didn't have an arm. That's how tsenua they both were. Look at this woman. What kind of tsnius? His entire life, he never noticed that his own wife is missing an arm. Says Rabbi and Rashi points out, women, they always dress with tsnius, but especially a woman who's missing an arm, constantly hid it from her husband. 
How about this man who never looked at his wife to notice that she didn't have an arm? And they go on, and how about marrying a woman without looking at her? It's also to be a woman before you see what she looks like. Is this considered a Mekech What if 30 years later, he'd wake up and say, Whoa, you don't have an arm! Then the Kiddushin is Batalim Afreya. They were never married. What do we do here? Zecharim Yezim my Levuvim, Amr Avuna Tutari. The males go out, Levuvim, they go together, both together, they tie together. My Kamash Mondad Levuvim, listen to the Kuruvei. Because Levuvim means that they are together, the Chsiv, Libavtini in Shir Hashirim says, you captured my heart, Achoisi Kala, my sister, Kala. Rashi says, you brought me closer to you, Akash Baruch says to Klai Yisrael, through your Maisim. This is a piece of a piece of leather that they put by their heart that when the wolf comes to bite them by the heart it will bite them to something terrible and leave them alone. What, only male sheep need this? Because the males always go in the front. What, the, the wolves... Pick and choose, they don't take the sheep from the back. Because males are fat. Women are always on diet. What, he knows how to differentiate. He says, oh, this has a little bit more fat. He just grabs whatever he can get. I wonder if this is a hint also to us. Because they always walk with their nose up in the, in the, in the air. They always walk like Baligaiva, like this. So the, the wolf takes it as a threat. What is this guy looking at? And he goes and he attacks him. And because he attacks only the males, they put a protection on the males. Let's stop here because it's really late. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, Rabbi Sai. Silverstein, Ari Rozovsky, Vosotsov. You related to Rozovsky? The famous Rozovsky, you know? Oh, Raboisai, I have to go. I'm davening for the Ahmed. I have yard sites. So I have to go. I'm going to say goodbye now. Sorry. Have a wonderful day. Michael, Michael Cohen, Zaiki Zon, Reb Simcha, wonderful day everybody, wonderful day.